HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Hi, I'm Steve Jenkins. I work for Fairway Markets in the New York area. And we're awfully proud to support Heritage Radio. And we care so much about everything that goes on out here at Roberta's in their studio. Because they talk to people who are, are serious about food. And that's what we are at Fairway is we're serious about food. We, we just care very deeply about, about you as a, as a customer and how you cook and what you cook with and how you entertain. And, and that's why we love to support Heritage Radio because it, it, it's pretty much the same thing. It's wanting to, to find happiness through serious food and people who are serious about it. And, and care about learning everything there is to learn about it. And that's, that's, we're kindred spirits. If it's something worth having in your kitchen, you're going to find it at, at Fairway. And if there's somebody worth talking to about food, you're going to find them on Heritage Radio. And we will be supporting you guys for a long, long time. At Fairway, I'm your personal grocer, Steve Jenkins, Fairway Market. Hello and welcome to A Taste of the Past, or I should say, Kong Hei Fa Choi, and that is Happy New Year, Happy Happy New Year in Chinese, Uh, this being the first day of the Chinese New Year. If you're listening live, this is February 3rd, and it's the first day of the Chinese New Year, which is also the Lunar New Year. And and also called the Spring Festival, which even though it's the middle of winter, we sure could use a little spring here in the Northeast. We just skirted another big storm. But we are so happy to be celebrating Chinese New Year with all the the Chinese residents and actually a lot of uh, Asians all over the world. And I have with me today Kian Lam Ko, or Ko, Ko Kian Lam. We'll call him Kian for today, right? Welcome, Kian. Thank you. Kian is, Kian, Ko is his family name, as we were trying to make that straight so Kian um, and Kian is writes a wonderful blog called redcook.net um, and he teaches Chinese cooking lessons as well and I've invited Kian on today to talk about the tradition of foods in the Chinese New Year of course you know you see the dragon dances and the and all the red lanterns and the, fan, the fancy dresses and celebrations uh, throughout Chinese New Year which is about two weeks, right? Is it two weeks of celebration? It's a two-week celebration. Two-week celebration. Yeah. 
But what is really um, a major part of the tradition are foods, foods that are... Absolutely. Right, and yeah. they have special meaning, and, and I'm ready to learn about that because there was so many of them that I had not... You know, we all have heard, many of us, well, at least most of us have heard about long noodles for longevity. You eat the noodles and don't cut them on, That's on New Year's, right? Mm-hmm. But I want to know about a few others, Kian. So let me... Let's start by... Well, let's start by talking about a big feast you had last night for New Year's Eve. <laughs> Ah, yes. Um, I actually had a 10-course meal last night for family family and um, a few neighbors that came and joined us as well. Uh, It was was really a fun thing. I do this every year on New Year's Eve, which is the the night that we actually uh, generally celebrate. um, And it's commonly known as a reunion dinner. Um, this is when family uh, from all over the uh, places uh, would return to their home and celebrate uh, you know, with each other. With Biggest them. travel day, That's right? That's right. <laughs> this is why in China during the Chinese New Year, uh, it's impossible to get any um, uh, transportation at all, train uh, or you know, the airlines or whatever. It's very, very difficult, very crowded. But yes, and that is uh, what I. That's what I did last night. We uh, we had a ten course meal. Um, it included some uh, uh, very interesting uh, dishes, uh, such as uh, Wisconsin ginger. I mean, Wisconsin ginseng with um, uh, silky chicken soup. Um, and so you brought a little American product in there. That's <laughs> right. That's right. Because we uh, we can actually now buy fresh ginseng in Chinatown from Wisconsin, which which actually uh, speaking of the Wisconsin ginseng is actually very prized in Asia. Huh. Um, and so it was a, a, a really nice treat. Uh, especially for the winter time, nice soup with uh, ginseng. Um, another dish that I always make for Chinese New Year, which my family always uh, uh, expected, is the red cooked pork, ah. uh, which actually really is a pork belly that's been stewed in soy sauce and star anise, and and it's served with the um, steam buns and. Uh, all my family always enjoyed that, uh, so they expect it every year. Um, and there are other, you know, uh, dishes that is very traditional, which is uh, fish. Fish is always uh, part of a, a Chinese New Year meal because uh, uh, fish in Chinese pr- pronounced yu, and and that uh, also means uh, abundance or, or plentiful. So. Um, you know, you would always want to have fish at the end of the year to have plentiful le- to, uh, leftover to bring over to the new year, and that's why we always have fish. Well, I, that's, it sounds like an incredible dinner, and what um, it's interesting because I've, I'm fortunate enough to have um, seen pictures of that red cooked pork on your on your blog, redcook.net, um, from whence the name came, right? That's the, the, correct. The red cooking, uh, and also the recipe. But you weren't always a cook. I mean, you are. You were trained as an engineer, a software engineer, and and worked as a as a um, uh, a software developer. Software developer, yeah. right? But your heart was always in the kitchen. You said my heart has always been in the kitchen. Um, I uh, remembered uh, when I was growing up in Singapore. I've always enjoyed watching uh, my aunt. Uh, we live in a we live in this huge extended family, so um, we have uh, you know my aunt and uncle all live under the same roof. And so the kitchen will always prepare huge meals every night. And so you did have servants cooking. You had someone right. cooking we for did you. Have, so, we yeah. did have uh, help in the kitchen. And one of the things that I used to really enjoy doing is to go to the kitchen and actually help um, the, the servants uh, prepare. And 
um, you know, um, my uncles uh, uh, would usually shoo me away because, uh, you know, boys are not supposed to be in the kitchen. (laughs) But I've always enjoyed that. But I didn't really start cooking until I um, uh, uh, came to college here in America and moved away and living by myself and I started experimenting with different things and that's how I you had to, to eat and you I, wanted to eat the food it. of your country so you had that's to cook right. it right that's correct <laughs> yeah and you know at the college I have a lot of, um, of uh, classmates that are from Taiwan and uh, very often they're uh, you know they have relatives and uh, parents that came to visit and I would learn you know a lot of the Chinese cooking from um, the mothers and aunts and sisters of of my my uh, uh, classmates mm-hmm. and really that's how i sort of uh, got interested into um, uh, really cooking chinese food uh, well and the foods of singapore do differ quite a bit from let's say from the cantonese cooking. that is correct um although i would say that um, you know singapore malaysian food uh, chinese food uh, really is based on cantonese and fujian Cooking because those are the two uh, predominant immigrants that they were, that moved to Southeast Asia from China, mm. and in fact, my family is from Fujian also. And so, you know, in, at home, um, most of our Chinese food uh, that's cooked at home um, uh, was Fujian cooking. But uh, having said that, there, you know, we are exposed to a lot of other cuisine in Singapore. Cantonese and um, Sichuan cooking and uh, some uh, modern style cooking, but predominantly it would, it would be Cantonese and Fujianese. Well, and for the New Year, here we get into the language differences as well, but I'm, I'm taking that a lot of it is Cantonese derived, and the foods that are traditional and are associated with good luck and longevity derive from an interesting an interesting point in the language. You want to That's talk about correct. that? Yes. Um, you know, the Chinese love homophones, uh, which is really uh, two characters that pronounce the same but uh, may not mean the same thing. Um, fish, for example, is an, the, an excellent example of that uh, that I mentioned earlier. Um, another thing that is also uh, very very common is uh, uh, Chinese New Year cake. Uh, you know, the uh, the character for year is pronounced nian, and the character for sticky uh, is also pronounced nian. And <laughs> <laughs> new sticky. <laughs> right, new sti- uh, year sticky. <laughs> so they're both uh, pronounced the same way. So, you know, we have a lot of uh, dishes that are sticky cake. And so, uh, so you know, instead of uh, 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 calling it uh, um, sticky cake, we actually call it year cake, so meaning it's a New Year cake. And so that's why there are a lot of um, uh, New Year cakes uh, that serve during the new, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, celebrations. Uh, although actually, sticky cake is is uh, it consumed year round, but um, specifically during New Year, um, you know, we we uh, consume it a lot to as a symbol of of bringing in the new year. Well, we're going to talk more about the sticky cake sure. later in the show because okay. I, I actually have a recipe I'd like to give them. But talk about some of the, the other homonyms or some of the other foods that are associated with the new year uh, for whatever reasons, good luck, longevity, prosperity. A lot of foods connected Absolutely. with prosperity. Absolutely. The Chinese uh, loved uh, you know, the concept of prosperity. Money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, one other one other thing that's uh, is also very common uh, is the uh, tangerine. Tangerine is pronounced mm. G, 
and uh, it's also um, it also means uh, prosperity actually in um, in Chinese. So uh, uh, this tradition actually is uh, very. Uh, predominantly in the south, the, uh, I think the northern part of China, don't really uh, see the uh, the tangerine as being as much of a symbol as uh, like the Cantonese and especially the Cantonese. And you know, we always uh, uh, exchange uh, orange, I mean, tangerines uh, when we see each other during the New Year's, meaning to give each other prosperity, mm-hmm. give each other uh, you know good fortune, and that's that's uh, what the. the the symbolism of, of, of um, tangerine is, um, and you know, uh, longevity noodles is also something that is uh, uh, used, uh, you know, consume a lot during Chinese New Year. Um, although uh, longevity noodles is uh, also served during birthday, um, but during New Year, oh, that would make sense. Yes, oh, yeah, yes. Sure. But uh, uh, during New Year, it really is sort of like um, uh, a wish for you know good health for each other and. And um, and celebrating, you know, the, um, uh, the 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 good health of the family. I'll remember that. Never serve an Asian short noodles <laughs> on his birthday, right? <laughs> Bad form. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, actually, um, nowadays uh, most people just serve regular noodles as well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, ta- what about um, dumplings? Are dumplings are dumplings? Some, I mean, we know dumplings are served. All the time, but at New Year's, there. Yes, the tradition of dumplings actually is more a northern tradition. It is. Um, uh, dumpling is actually a, a, a very common diet in the northern part of China, um, and the shape of the dumpling is, um, you know, very much like a, a gold ingot, and that's uh, the reason why they, uh, you know, serve dumplings uh, because it's sort of like. Rep- in, uh, symbolizes, uh, again, prosperity <laughs> to have a lot of uh, gold ingot around in your uh, dinner table. And um, the south, uh, there's also there's a tradition along um, the coast of Fujian and also Taiwan that um, they make this egg dumpling, which uh, is really a, a dumpling that's uh, with, a, with an egg batter uh, wrapper. And uh, it's a golden color mm. and it's also shaped like an ingot so it <laughs> makes it even a better symbol for for prosperity um, and in that area um, most uh, you know the dumplings are actually made into soup and served along with the dinner now um, in northern China you know when they serve dumplings during, during New Year basically uh, basically it's a communal uh, meal the whole family participated in Folding them, making them, and you know, then it's oh, so even in the preparation. Absolutely, oh, nice. absolutely. So it's a it's part of the whole ritual of uh, of um, you know um, uh, communal uh, uh, activity. And and I would imagine for New Year's there are probably a lot of fish dumplings, right? Like crab stuffed dumplings. That's or, right. Uh, that's right. right. Bring but, in that double luck. Right. <laughs> that's, um, well, you know, very often they all, a whole fish is always served um, because it's, 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 uh, it's uh, you know, the whole fish really is a symbol of a, of a wholeness of the, of the family. Uh, so generally when they serve fish for Chinese New Year, it is a whole a fish. A whole fish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Interesting. Yeah. Any order in which it's consumed, does it stay on the table for a while as a symbol, or is it consumed as soon as it's um, some, served? Uh, some family actually uh, serve the fish at the end, because the reason is... Uh, uh, you know, there, we have a term called nian nian yu which means um, uh, there's, there's, uh, uh, it's plentiful every year, and so you have uh, abundance uh, every year. Abundance, right. So, right. Uh, so that means it really should be at the end, because even at the end, you still have plentiful uh, of fish to eat. And so, um, so, so many families actually generally uh, uh, put the um, fish uh, course at the end. Well, you are going, and, and we were talking about dumplings, but you, you're you actually going to be presenting and discussing a film tomorrow in New York City at MOCA. That's the Museum of Chinese in America. Uh, it's That's a film correct. about, what are the films about dumplings? Well, it's actually a, uh, uh, a film um, that uh, uh, is a, around a family meal. And in fact, this is this is what, what I was just described. Just described. Yeah. It's yeah. a family meal where the family actually meet dumplings and uh, uh, you know uh, d- uh, before the dinner and uh, and it's the interaction between all the family uh, members uh, during the preparation and during the meal. And so, oh, that's wonderful. So after the film, then you're going to be talking the, about the significance. That's correct. After the film, um, I'm going to talk a little bit about the history of the dumplings in China, and and then you know we will discuss a little bit more about uh, how the family shares the dumplings. And, oh, terrific! Uh, I think there are some places still left for that viewing, and that's M O C A Museum of Chinese in America, probably dot org, so people can can go and look at that if they happen to be in New York City and and want to uh, partake in that celebration. That sounds wonderful. Well, when we come back, we're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to talk about more of these dishes and get back to that sticky cake. with Kian Lam, and we're talking about Chinese New Year and the special foods of Chinese New Year. I have a correction, actually, on the Museum of Chinese in America. It's The website is mocany.org. So anyone in New York City who might be interested in seeing the film on dumplings and listen to Kian discuss dumplings afterwards, you can go to mocany.org. Well, my... A good friend, your good friend too, actually Grace Young. Um, she, in her newest book, um, Stir Frying, the, to the skies, to the edge. skies edge. Uh, I always want to say to the edge of the sky. It's mm. stir frying to the skies edge. She um, just wrote a, a, a small piece on celebrating on the Chinese New Year, but it was wonderful because she went all around the world and. Uh, finding out that the Chinese food that exists in all the different, so many different cultures, and in fact, Chinese New Year celebrations. Um, but she gave a, a, a cute little homonym um, symbolism list for different foods. And 
you can chime in and mention on anything, but I thought it would be fun to just kind of go down the, the list quickly. Shrimp is happiness and laughter. Um, some of these you said are, are regional, so they're not necessarily familiar to you. And as you right. were saying, so many of the celebrations, so many of the traditions are regional traditions right. like we have in, in any country. Eggs, fertility, of course. Mushrooms, growing fortunes. Then we have that prosperity again. Well, they grow quickly. Yes, quick <laughs> fortunes, right. right? Quick fortune. <laughs> Lettuce, prosperity and wealth. Chicken, a proper beginning and end. Uh, scallions, intelligence. Clams and scallops, prosperity again. Noodles, of course, longevity. Lobster. Mm. Now that's that's a symbol of the dragon. And what is, so? What is the symbolism of the dragon? In you see it in the Chinese celebrations, the the parades and the dances. What what is what is the dragon? Um, well, um, dragon uh, has always been sort of uh, uh, associated with imperial. Uh, ah. uh, fam- I mean, in fact, uh, you know, the emperor are usually referred to as the dragon. As the dragon. Um, so it's, it's so it's an auspicious a, it's, symbol, right? It's yeah. an auspicious symbol. Okay, um, fish. You said abundance and surplus. Oh, cilantro. Hmm. That was an interesting one. I had not read about any place before. Compassion. Interesting. I'm actually not even familiar with that myself. <laughs> <laughs> Pork is bounty and family unity. Uh, five spice tofu, happiness. Oysters. Good business, but they also look would look like an ingot. They're the the round right. shape, mm. and hard liquor, <laughs> uh, longevity. Well, I don't know <laughs> you know, that one. You have to take little by little. But hey, I I like it. That's <laughs> good. Well, uh, you know, you mentioned um, regional differences, and actually, uh, you know, with the fish tr- uh, tradition in in Southeast Asia. In fact, this is very specific to Malaysia, Singapore region. Um, the Chinese diaspora have actually um, uh, developed their own version of the fish dish, um, and it's it's actually a fish raw fish salad, and it's called yisen, and um, it's in fact only uh, um, served really in in Southeast Asia, oh. uh, and, and I, I find it very interesting. I mean, the reason that it's it's called yisen because yi actually, like I mentioned, is uh, you know. Uh, Abundance, fish and abundance, and, uh, right? Uh, and actually, sen actually means uh, uh, um, uh, moving forward, moving up. So, so really, you're 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 moving a whole lot of prosperity out into the next year. Should your fortunes right, grow? Right, <laughs> right. right. And, okay, that's that's. And you find that it's really only served. You don't find it served outside of Singapore much. It's not served very much outside of Singapore. Although um, you know nowadays, because um, there's been exposure uh, to it all over in. Hong Kong and Taiwan, some people actually do serve it. And in fact, you can get that uh, dish if you go to a um, um, Malaysian Chinese restaurant here in, in, uh, in New York City. Mm. So, uh, so there are some places that actually sell Yisen for Chinese New Year. Now, what about lotus root? I've, uh, Chef Anita Lowe here in New York City um, had a recipe for a, a wonderful sweet preparation of lotus root, saying that it was, I guess because it's round, shaped in the right. form of an ingot, that that was supposed to be a good luck food right. as well. Um, I'm not really that aware of that, mm. but uh, yeah, I mean, very different region, different regions um, has their own different symbolism. Yeah, I'm sure there are a lot of them. Um, I, I have, I hope that we can post a picture of your, your version of the sticky cake, the <laughs> New Year's sticky cake, because it, it really does look lovely, and this is pre 
fried. I'll let you talk about that. Right. And the preparation is really very simple. Now, I have to tell you, I read that recipe and I was so interested. And we'll talk. We'll give that recipe to our, our listeners. I was very happy to read it because the a lot of the nyangao that <laughs> I would find in bakeries in, in in Chinatown, let's say downtown, you often contained coconut milk. Is that common or um it's actually quite common nowadays uh-huh. um you know the traditional uh, niangao uh, really is just sticky rice uh, flour and um, um sugar uh plus a little bit of oil and traditionally it's uh, large is used for that <laughs> okay but, um, and this is and this is the glutinous rice flour that's correct this is right. a glutinous, the sticky, the sticky, sticky rice, rice flour, flour. Yeah. right right and so, um, yeah, generally, uh, the, the traditional uh, New York cake is, is just sticky rice sticky flour. Sticky rice flour, the glutinous, ri- glutinous rice flour, um, water. Water, sugar. Sugar, and now the different types of sugar. You say Chinese brown sugar is what you like to use. We like to use the Chinese brown sugar because it uh, has a you know, better flavoring. Uh, is it a cane sugar or palm sugar? It's cane sugar. Cane sugar, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and some vegetable But, you know, oil. Mm-hmm. A modern... Uh, uh, it's been commercialized a lot now for making niangao. So modern modern versions of this uh, include, you know, like green tea, include coconut. Oh, uh, so they flavor right, the, they flavor flavor the, the cakes. cakes, right, mm. with different things. And even, with, uh, you know, with a traditional cake, you can also actually in, uh, in embed a little bit of red beans in there. Um, jujubes can be, uh, you know, put into the cake yeah. when you steam as well. So there are many uh, different versions. Uh, so it's it's not like just one way of doing it. Well, the version you have up on your blog is is really quite nice and very and very simple. I mean, other than steaming it for a long right. time, um, but once you mix it up and then you steam it, you right. leave it alone. Now I actually remember when we were growing up. Uh, this. Of of course, this is like in the in the sixties of la, uh, last centuries. <laughs> I got you beat there. <laughs> um, I could I could remember that uh, you know we used to actually grind the 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 f- uh, rice flour in a in a stone grinder at home because we we actually have a stone grinder at home, and um, so we we didn't use pre-made uh, uh, sticky uh, glutinous rice flour. We actually soaked the glutinous rice. And feed it through the uh, stone grinder, which you know creates this slurry, and that's what we use. We use that slurry, uh, mix in with sugar, and 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 steam it, and that's the, what the cake is. So you would strain that off yes. and drain it off, and right. wow. Right. And what do you, what what's left? You have this ground up, this ground up sticky rice. What? Do you do what? Did nothing was done with that, or was uh, that no? Uh, the the rice actually is uh, ground up into the, uh, a very thick slurry. Mm-hmm. So you use the whole thing. Oh, you, you really do use, use the whole thing. You use, use the whole thing. Yeah, because it, it it's. Uh, I mean, we actually do strain it a little bit just to, to get rid of um, the uh, you know a little bit larger pieces, but mm-hmm. uh, we strain it with like a like a cheesecloth. Um, but the you know the the, the slurry itself actually uh, you know would pass through and becomes a nice smooth paste and 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 and, and it's, as you steam it it becomes a cake. But today we can we can find glutinous That's sticky right. rice in the That's Chinese right. markets or or I mean actually a lot of other markets yeah. as well, which is a good thing. Yeah. Well, now you mentioned that is if it's done the way that you like it, very sticky. <laughs> right. <laughs> that it is so sticky it's hard to handle. And so what is the way of serving? You mentioned a, an interesting Correct. way of serving it. Correct. Um, w- when when we serve the, uh, the cake, usually we slice it into um, uh, oh, ab- pieces of about you know one quarter inch thick and it's coated with an 
egg and cornstarch batter, and then it's pan fried. So um, uh, it is, so you will end up with this slightly crispy uh, uh, um, uh, skin on the outside and very nice and chewy, sticky, mm. um, um, you know, cake in the middle. Oh, yeah. nice! Almost like a dumpling again, like a That's dessert correct. dumpling. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, are there any? Do I mean when you go to? Chinese restaurants during this time, of course, they're always bustling and um, special banquet menus. Do you find this on the menu, the sticky, the sticky cake? Um, I have never really seen it in restaurants, mm. but uh, most people bring it home and, and uh, cook, it, cook, uh, it cook it at home. Right. It yeah. sounds like a home thing. And that's something interesting which I wanted to, to bring up. Um, your, the, the cooking and the recipes are interesting on your blog because you say you call it home-style cooking. But what do you mean by home? You don't actually mean different than than other dishes so right. much. What do you mean by the home style cooking? Well, you know, when I said home style cooking in my on my blog, I'm really uh, advocating like preparing everything from scratch. Um, uh, you know, for example, uh, making uh, you know preserved bacon, for example, and things like that, which actually I'm going to be uh, doing shortly. To <laughs> act, uh, uh, although you can buy uh, these Chinese bacon's um, in the market. Um, I, uh, I, you know, I, I'd like to make them at home because it's uh, uh, the flavor is fresher and and plus you don't have all these other preservatives that goes into it. Um, so that you know, in uh, in my, on my blog, I really advocate um, making a lot of things from scratch. Uh, so this is slow food, folks. No, no, <laughs> no convenience products here. <laughs> from scratch, right? Right. But I think that that I think you're really on to a. a right in the in the wave crest of a wave of a, a big trend and so many people and i find a lot of young chefs and and young people who are, are um, enjoying cooking are into making pickles and preserved foods and right. doing a lot of these what were considered tedious uh time-consuming products but they're back into doing them i mean i mean they're not that difficult to do no but no. it just makes such a better product and you can control what goes into it that's right yeah exactly get yeah. a better quality of of that um pork for the preserved bacon rather than you know relying on some commercial brand that might not be you know as good a quality that's right, right. absolutely mm. you're making me hungry for some <laughs> some good chinese dishes well you and are a busy guy um especially well especially around this time of year with that's all the right. cooking and the feast but Aside from that, you also teach Chinese cooking. That's correct. Um, and you teach at the Institute of Culinary Education. That's right. And also at Brooklyn Kitchen, That's right? That's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got a, an interesting course. Well, you've got another dumpling course coming up. That's correct. <laughs> right. There's... And yeah. on Mar- in March 1st. Was that going to be at Brooklyn Kitchen or is that? That's actually going to be at the Institute of Culinary Education. At ICE, Education. at Institute yeah. of Culinary Education. Yeah. And Stir Frying Demystified is coming up in the spring. That is something I think a lot of people are going right. to uh, be interested in. Right. It sounds, sounds very good to me. Um, and you're going to be helping out with a program coming up soon with the Culinary Historians of New York. On February 17th, the Culinary Historians of New York are sponsoring a program on Chinese cooking schools, sort of the history and the, the purpose of, of Chinese cooking schools by a scholar, Willa Zhen. 
and you are going to be helping some of the volunteers shop and cook for that one. There's going to be samples of Cantonese foods there. That's and correct. New Year's foods yeah. there. And that's February 17th in New York City, and um, anyone interested can go to culinaryhistoriansny.org, and you can find out how to sign up for that program. So you indeed are very busy and have to go home and post this on your blog as well. That's correct. (laughs) Well, Ken, thank you so much for taking your time out of your busy schedule to be here and help us celebrate the Chinese New Year. Thank you for having me here. Good. Kong Hei Fat. Kong Hei Fat, sorry. It sounds so much better when you say it, right? (laughs) Ken Ken Lam Ko, thank you so much. And again, this has been A Taste of the Past, and I'm Linda Palaccio. 